Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Close the door. It's the Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Marcus, and it's lovely to have you on board. I've got three wonderful men with me. Jim is the first one. Hello. Pete's the second. Hello. And Luke's the third. Rinse in sound. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the unquestionable sound of Luke Moore there. Now, uh, it's October. We are the Football Ramble. We've teamed up with Pez 2012, haven't we, Pete? Yes, we have. We're sponsored by Pez 2012, the footballer's football game, uh, which is out now for PS3 and Xbox 360. And last week, of course, we had the question, how would you celebrate to wind up opposition fans? Jimbo, what do we have there? Mm, uh, I have a winner here, all right, to start with, so well done. You're all winners, but less so than this guy. Um, <laughs> so, Ramblers, in answer to your question, after scoring, I would disappear down the player's tunnel. After a few moments, I will reappear, dragging with me a plastic object with an old, sort of old-fashioned foot pump. Oh, yeah. I will then begin inflating the said plastic object in the centre circle. What would be left is a 40-foot block up version of El Haji Juf. <laughs> Use his full name, please. Mm, sorry, El Haji Albert Juf. <laughs> uh, this would have no relevance to the team we are playing against, but everyone hates him. Uh, <laughs> I would then have my teammate circle the balloon and pray to him as if he were a god. All the, <laughs> all the best, Mrs. Juf, uh, aka Mario Feshias. So uh, the Xbox 360 wo- uh, version of that will be uh, winging its way to you. That'll well be done. very heavy, I reckon. Marvellous. The second person to win a copy of PES 2012 is a man called Danny Chadburn. Well done, Danny. He, says, the most, he said, most goal celebrations last 10 seconds at most. That's Nowhere right. near enough when you're winding up opposition fans. Agreed. The holy grail of celebrations is prolonged antagonism. The <laughs> celebration that keeps on giving. Mm. And the answer is mustard seeds. Of course it is. A quick sprinkling spelling out a suitably offensive slogan won't show up instantly following your goal. But by the time the next home game comes round, it will be emblazoned on their pitch for all to see. And the best thing, the more you mow it, the quicker it comes back. Meaning the only solution would be for your rival to move to a new stadium putting them in a never-ending debt spiral <laughs> <laughs> well done Danny Chadburn Machiavellian PES 2012 on its way to you sir <laughs> absolutely marvellous um, of course if you want to enter the competition for the PES 2012 game uh, email show at thefootballramble.com and answer this week's question which is Sven Goran Eriksson has been sacked Gentlemen, that's more of a statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I've just, I've just suddenly realised he's yeah. been sacked. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> just when we thought we were just about getting him out of the show. <laughs> Sven, we love you. Um, what it's the royal job, way there, isn't What it? job would you like to see Sven move into um, now that he's uh, a free agent, a free man? And it can't be football. 
No, of course, no. Um, well, Sven, uh, you know, he's a Lothario, isn't he? As we know, is he still a Lothario though? He's a ladies' man, isn't he? Well, I don't think I don't think he'll lose that. Okay, you know, I certainly hope him. not. And he, um, you know, there's a, a real big thing now of people giving like classes on like how to like pick up women and stuff like that. So I think he'd become like sort the game. Of, yeah, I think guy, he'd become yeah. one of those guys. He'd run seminars for sort of like. <laughs> I'd definitely go. Absolutely, he would. He'd run seminars for sort of rich, bland men on how to just sort of be inexplicably charming when looking like a like bank manager. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be good at it. Yeah, I think he would be good at yeah. it. I don't think rich, bland men necessarily need that much uh, that much help. I'm sure there are some. You rich- hear me, Clyde? You fuck. <laughs> He's not back, is he? <laughs> um, okay, Jimbo, that's your answer. Uh, Pete? Uh, I can't show you my answer right now, Marcus. Okay. Due to YouTube's stringent policies and guidelines. But if you go to uh, <laughs> PeteDonaldson.com, I'll be able to tell you the answer there. Does that exist? Uh, so you, that's <laughs> YouTube football viewing humour. Because you try and watch something on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah, good one. Yeah. <clears throat> Clever. Metal detector, Marcus. I'd make him metal detector because he can find money wherever he can go on the beach and he can find money underground. <laughs> <laughs> He turns Fen into a metal detector, right? Yeah. I would, yeah. It would be quite humorous because he's a bit of a kind of like uh, Montgomery Burns character. It'd be yeah. quite fun mm. to see a sort of stick thin sort of human metal body him. just sort of being pushed. You'd like to work him up and down the beach. What yeah. noise would he make when there was metal under the ground? He's like, going, oh, money! No, 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 I think he would. Oh. Uh, well. Well. <laughs> well. 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 Oh, we got one! <laughs> Passes the shovel. <laughs> it's a doubloon. Mm, Michael, Emil, go and fetch it. Yeah. Uh, Luke, what have you got for him? Um, I think he, I mean, I think he'd be probably a doctor. He looks like a doctor. Yeah, doctor. Um, I think he would have a good bedside manner, as Jim mentioned earlier. <laughs> the, on, the only drawback to him being a doctor would be the prescription for every single ailment would be. Have you tried Darius for sale? <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. I, I suppose I'm going to continue um, the, the, the lovey theme of Sven. I'd like uh, Late Night Love, a, show, a, a radio show. Whoa, oh, he's got whoa, the very dulcet tone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, I thought it was just, just like a plea to the, any female listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I want Late Night Love. Late night night. Well, that, that's every week, uh, Jimbo. But uh, No, I think Sven uh, DJing Late Night Love on, on radio. That'd work. I'd definitely yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah, he's very versatile, isn't he, Sven? I thought yeah. this would be hard, but it's quite easy. He could pretend he was in like Sarah's. a Swedish-style sauna in the studio. Sarah's uh. got uh, two children. <laughs> but I don't mind. Dad, <laughs> you come round the studio, oh, I, I do you. He'd be, like, uh, be a bit like Ernie McCracken in Kingpin. Come to the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, I, I think Jimbo's got the points <laughs> Oh well done Jim <laughs> But he's not got the game If you want to win the game Then email your answer to that question um, What job would you like uh, Sven to have Since he's now not in football management To show at thefootballramble.com And try to um, try to remember That he also doesn't go anywhere Without his elderly assistant Todd Grip Yeah mm. He'll probably so be the shovel like that Yeah Really? <laughs> the shovel. <laughs> On the beach, that is. <laughs> Todd Grit would be working the OHP, wouldn't he? <laughs> even, <laughs> even sounds like a brand of shovel. <laughs> Todd Grit. That was Kevin Keegan's real big um, sort of bugbear about when he left the England job, wasn't it? <laughs> was that that he wasn't right? allowed his, one of his assistants. assistants because they said he was too old, and then Sven got Todd in, he was even older. Yeah. <laughs> Favouritism against Keggy. How is that? Like, he's too old. That's yeah. surely against That's illegal. Illegal. Direct, yeah. Allegedly, they, were said, they said that. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's impervious to reality and laws (laughs) Can we go on to the Premier League? Please Okay, let's go straight to Manchester 
Well, Manchester United scored one. Manchester City scored six goals. Mm. <laughs> Ruddy hell! <laughs> uh, this was uh, incredible scenes. Their biggest defeat um, of all time in the history of football. Since ever. match of the day two made montages that <laughs> belittled the whole game itself. Uh, that's, that's right, Balotelli boys. The gift yeah. that keeps on giving. Yeah, it wasn't their biggest defeat of all time, was it? I mean, it was no, I know. For a long, I for was, a long while though, it's the biggest silly. Premier League defeat at Old yeah. Trafford, isn't it? Yeah, um, and actually, I think it's probably their biggest Premier League defeat as well. Mm. They've been beaten by a five goal margin before though Haven't they Peter? Yeah they didn't concede the goal did we? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, was talking, I was talking about Chelsea five minutes ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Apparently there was another one um, Balotelli fresh from his fireworks display uh, He scores two goals What What a celebration for the first one Can I just say that The salient point of the Balotelli story Wasn't it was a firework display It was that he set his house on fire yeah. <laughs> yeah. By, by letting if it was fireworks, just a fireworks display. in the bathroom There's more to this story as well Because he kept going back in to get his stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. He grabbed, and one like, of the a th- bag of money Yeah he? <laughs> he went back in To Probably, get yeah. a pile of money And to get his Why Always Me t-shirt I'm going to need this I think I'm going to need this tomorrow Trust me <laughs> It was an amazing Amazing game I, I, I watched the first half And listened to the second what half What do you think he meant By the Why Always Me I, it, it was a confusing sort of slightly broken English wasn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. like, like he consulted with one of his friends that didn't necessarily speak but I English. like that because it means he's done it himself <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Richards was interviewed after the game and was given the man of the match award oh, right, and he yeah. didn't know yeah. what, no, I he think he cracked no, up no I think well. he did know I think that he said what does that mean and he laughed and went oh uh, and then poof, went straight into media mode and just the emotion just suddenly went and he was like well you know he's a good player no you could see that was a real laugh when Michael Richards <laughs> no, I, was I, told I, what it said mm, it was cracking anyway yeah <laughs> and, and the great thing about it was the really interesting part of it was it was quite frantic United had the best of the early exchanges mm. then the uh, ball which seemed like a million years ago by the end of the game <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That may not have players wouldn't even believe it themselves if they started mm. off well but, um, but when it finally broke to Bertelli he was like the calmest man on the oh, pitch yeah. and he just he didn't he try and lash it, it didn't he, he just sli- it. slided it in yeah. snooker slid it in it was it was yeah, it, it, I mean, it all hit, it did for me. It did hinge on the red card, and also Ashley Young being wrecked. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he couldn't move. Like it was kind of his fault that they scored. I think their second when uh, Silver turned so, on yeah. the smallest sixpence mm. ever. Can I say that what a football? Da- yeah. David Silver, delish. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that annoyed me. I, apart from the teary montage that Match of the Day <laughs> wheeled out at the start and the end, it was oh, horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, <laughs> just the way that they said how good Silver was by saying, "Oh, he backtracked then, he did a tackle." He's so hard working. Yeah. He's one of the best footballers you've ever yeah. seen. He's incredible. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That is why players that are that talented yeah. in Britain yeah. get played out on the wing. Exactly it's because we don't appreciate that sort of talent. Yeah. He was incredible. Well, he made a good tackle, didn't he? He got <laughs> stuck in. Yeah. That proves he's a good player. Yeah. <laughs> You know. Two words is all you need to say about Silva. Yep. Delish mm-hmm. and slips. Yeah, <laughs> In, indeed. Yeah. Rio Ferdinand was like at sea. Just, just <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely. Just <laughs> <lost>. <laughs> he looked like he was hiding at points. So, so many of the goals, he's just nowhere near anything. Yeah. No. Do you know what I thought was excellent? Was the ex- uh, Mika Richards, I thought, was very good. And uh, Milner, the, the lovely little intricate one twos at times. And I just thought. Could you do that for England? Why is it you put an England shirt? <laughs> well, Richards can't <laughs> get a game, does he? For England? No, that's very true. He very really true. should do. He was absolutely superb, and his form's been great for ages. I think Luke, you pointed out a few weeks ago as well. He, he has, he, he's been consistent for a long time. As always, just not getting a look in. Um, I, I, I was going to say that when I read Ferguson's autobiography, and one of the things he always comes back to in it is the is the knee at the very top level. The big difference between players um, is the concentration. Yeah. That's very important to stay concentrated. And so his best players have always had. Brilliant concentration 
and I know he's still a young player, but Johnny Evans' concentration oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. switches off. You can see him switch off. Mm. Switched off for the first goal. Was ball watching for the, the, the sending off, which was a right, rightly sent off. You know, yeah. he should have gone. Um, and they couldn't deal with Balotelli. They, yeah. Well, they, they struggled. That's why Mancini obviously put him in. He said that uh, they'd been working in, on tra- in training with Balotelli, running in behind the line, the yeah. United mm. back four. And even, I mean, I think perhaps if it wasn't United, this kind of fireworks and setting his house on fire, he perhaps would have been dropped. But he, yeah. he, knew, he knew he needed him, and he was right to. to well, he's stick got, with he's him. got, he's scored his last five games, I think. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, well, it's six and five, isn't it? Right. But yeah. Like, um, Evans, I mean, he he dawdled as, as Balotelli was coming in. He just let him get past him. He's like, oh, well, yeah. what, all I can do now is pull him over. Sort yeah. of in his mind, it would seem. And yeah. He really, he just, as you say, he just wasn't thinking quickly enough for a game of that intensity. And it's and it's also interesting because Ferguson actually said after the game, I try and tell the players to not bring a player down in that situation. Yeah. I, mm. I try. I, I'd prefer them to let the player through because I give the keeper a chance. I'll bat my keeper and I'll still have eleven men on the pitch. Yeah. And yeah. two 0 with eleven men on the pitch, if United at home, isn't a disaster no. yeah. at all. Not especially as they started the, as they started the game you know mm. well after the game Ferguson sort of said that he'd wished they'd just played for uh, a bit more kind of integrity almost because they were just bombing forward they were just leaving so many gaps like the That's last right. three goals were all from you know just trying to go forward and score again it would, and then, yeah it would have been better to have lost two or three nil or something he, he seemed disappointed in how naive the display was and it sounds yeah. like they weren't listening to but instructions I, the one positive was I thought Darren Fletcher scored probably the best goal of the game actually and there were a lot of good goals um, I think yeah. Silver, the one that Silver set up for yeah. Barthes was amazing. That Silver's play that, that was turn, absolutely the way he pulled, he, he wasn't even going towards the goal. Yeah. It was just like he pulled back and just made himself. He makes himself so much mm. space. And Silver's pass for Jacko's goal as yeah. well. The last one was oh, absolutely yeah. just magical. Oh, that's past the season. Mm. Well, going into the game, I was, I was going. I thought it would be interesting because United play at quite a high pace and that sort of stuff. The City looked to sort of oppress the opposition. Mm. They, they, they don't concede early. They stamp their authority on the game. They control the tempo and they really squeeze them. And they did that for United. And I know United are the man down. But I tell you, talking about taking positives from the game, I actually think that losing by that margin will give United a huge kick up the backside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if they had lost, as you say, in a weird way, if they had lost three one, mm. would they really? Would it really sink in mm. how much of a challenge they've got on? Now they know. Yeah. And I know City will take a lot of confidence and will have nothing to fear, but I think United, that will really whip them into shape, actually. I mean, United's form has dipped, isn't it? We haven't mentioned it on the show, but there's the 3 all with Basel, yeah. where, you know, they were 2 0 up, went 3 down, and, you know, they, they salvaged a point. But, it's, I mean, that is. That's poor for Man United. You Especially know? They've, home, had a, they've yeah. had a couple of very, very flat performances. Well, Norwich, they lost at home to Norwich. Well, don't, don't you think, Marcus, the, the game was won and lost in the middle of the park, like the midfield? Oh, Anderson yeah. and Fletcher. I mean, when you saw Anderson and Fletcher line up in the middle mm. against that might of Manchester City, did you not fear the worst? But I, yeah, I do. I, I, I don't know why Ferguson does that sometimes when he goes for two in the mid, in, in midfield. I mean, if you haven't got Rooney playing quite a deeper role. Then they're always going to get overrun, especially with City. They've got so much in there. They've got their, their lovely, intricate players with, with Silver and, and uh, Milner was having a good game, and they can knock it around. But they've also got a lot of steel, and you just yeah. you can't expect Fletcher, who's an interceptor miss. rather than a, a tough tackler, and Anderson, who's unfit. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You can't expect them to, to break up that kind of play, even if you, even if you aren't at home. Uh, but what was nice though, it was the biggest game of the season, and it just didn't disappoint. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. no. And I think it, um, we sort of before the uh, we started the round, we watched started watching uh, the fan zone uh, the, the oh that was amazing the, the uh, Man City uh, mm. what was he saying uh, have it take, take it, it take it take it take it take yeah. it and look at his sad little chops <laughs> it was just an unbridled release of years of just frustration <laughs> yeah. wasn't it and <laughs> interestingly the Man United fan was clearly from the south yeah, yeah. the City <laughs> fan was from Manchester we don't want to be too harsh on United on one hand but on the other hand they have had their fair share of good moments yeah. over the years and as well as things where it's like can you imagine putting yourself in the, in the place of a, a Man City fan that would be huge 
away at Old Trafford. Yeah. You're in your home city. But you've waited so long. And, and you, you witness that. You're in the away. Yeah. The away end and oh, yeah. wonderful with, stuff. with the Arsenal result in mind, I was thinking, get eight, get eight, get eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the other thing was I read today, I don't know if it's true because I've not seen it, but lots of people were reporting that Balotelli was driving through Manchester City Centre today in an open top car, high fiving Man City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Giving out fireworks. The gift that keeps on giving. But that's what you want, though. Yeah. You know, if you're, no, yeah, you're in a, in a, not in a mental. No, but, in a mental yeah, fair enough, though. You know, you, get, you know, none <laughs> of the people the, the, the with, that, with the open top car, <laughs> the Bentley. The T-shirt really was one of those sort of Cantona collar-up moments, wasn't yeah. it? It was one of those. It'll be an iconic, really iconic images. It will be a, a remembered Premier League <laughs> moment for years to come. Yeah. Years to come. Um, <laughs> speaking of men of, of the people, of course. Uh, we don't have Keys and Gray commentating anymore and I don't miss them for, for these these big occasions they weren't there um, interestingly enough have you heard that they've been uh, doing a kind of an evening with Keys and Gray mm. uh, around the country well what well, for uh, prisoners yeah <laughs> well if you people were people actually pay for this <laughs> if you were thinking about going um, apparently uh, in Clacton and even in Westcliff uh, they, they've cancelled the, the evenings because ticket sales were, were poor sponsored what? by Tops Tiles yeah <laughs> so, oh, so, there are, so, <laughs> so there are so there are things are uh, other dates going ahead then? Mm. I'm not sure, are they? Well, I, d- I don't know, but I know that they had a whole tour scheduled. Yeah, I don't know if it's still you? happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there, I'm opening for them, so they can't <laughs> see us. Um, but yeah, like, I, I imagine they've just really arrogantly booked loads of massive venues. <laughs> I hope so. Well, yeah, I imagine. yeah, but you know, their places, they'll have theatres and stuff. So yeah, it could be a few hundred seats, you know. Just imagine you know, sitting there reclining on their seats with, like, uh, with their arms folded, sort of like, <laughs> and when they turn up and no one's bought tickets, they'll be like, oh, it's just like a Wigan game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Town full of women. Or women's football. Yeah, interestingly, did you see all the PR guff for it? It said um, Keys and Grey, who have been credited with turning Sky into the major footballing source in the country. It's like. <laughs> They still don't get it, do they? They still don't get it. It's about the football and not about them. Even now, they don't understand that. <laughs> Richard Keyes has been credited with it by Andy Gray, and Andy yeah. Gray's been credited <laughs> by Richard Keyes. Incredible. Now, let's go to the West London derby. Queen's Park Rangers won Chelsea. Now, what I loved about this is even with Chelsea down to nine men, they still probably should have got a point at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all, we all love the machine-like dominance of Chelsea, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't believe. love it. Sorry, that was the wrong word to use. I couldn't believe that. Drogba challenge in the halfway line. Oh, yeah. What's he doing there? He's, He's 33 years old. <laughs> That's why he did it. You'd be so, you'd be so disappointed as a manager yeah. that. Maybe he needs a rest. <laughs> yeah. Mikel was trying to have a pop at him, wasn't he? And Drogba was going, no, you shut up. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Basingo should have been sent off? That was very harsh, I thought. It yeah, was a harsh decision. I mean, t- Terry was, looks like he was covering a cross, but I mean, you never know, he kept Terry's pace there. Yeah. He's, He's got other things on his mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I quite like that Chelsea kit. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I don't mind it. Panels, yeah. it's, it's interesting. It's different, isn't it? Yeah. It looks like looks like a sort of cover for a dance album, like a dance <laughs> compilation, yeah, like it a does ministry a bit. of sound. David, Helgerson, Jimbo, your favourite. Yeah, getting the goal. He Scored, didn't he? The goal was re- the penalty was really slow. It moved really yeah. slowly <laughs> in the end. <laughs> I think Sheffield yeah. would be disappointed with that. Actually, mm. he got a hand to it. Yeah, the um, it's a great win for QPR. Oh, brilliantly. I mean, to be honest, they didn't really show themselves in glory. I don't know no. why they didn't try and keep the ball an awful no. lot more. Well, it was, they just didn't really seem to get that that was a good tactic, did they? <laughs> David Pleat was saying something really interesting on the radio about, about the tactical approach of Chelsea with nine men. And what he was saying was that when he was, uh, a long time ago, when he was at the Lillishaw, the FA, someone ran a coaching course which coached specifically um, how, to, how to set your team up with nine men. And he was talking, okay. about, he was talking about how 
what the brief was the, the, mm. the, the, the centre backs would take it in turns so it would go on raids oh, back well, and forth and you could see him doing yeah. it David Luiz does it anyway yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, he is a liability oh, I saw <laughs> David Luiz against Genk at Stamford Bridge last, uh, last week he was amazing mm. yeah, like, I don't mean as a footballer just like he, he was lucky to stay on the pitch oh it's great he's so entertaining yeah. a, a few, two or three times the ball came over and he was playing centre back he was shying away from the header turning his back to it to the point of each time I thought it was offside Play on. <laughs> just, didn't, just didn't fancy head in it. Oh my yeah, goodness. It's, it's amazing. What about that bicycle kick he tried? Oh, class. Yeah, he's great with the ball. Like, yeah. just, he, been a is, is he not more of a right back? Is he not more of a number 10? He started oh, laughing when the penalty was given. <laughs> yeah, he loves Wait, it. Do you think it was a penalty? <laughs> um, I, I, Sean Wright Phillips didn't seem to think it was a penalty because mm. he kept going and tried to play on, didn't he? So, yeah. I don't know. I think it was just a bit of a coming together. It's one of those things. That, it, it would be very soft. Well, it was very mm. soft. First pass person that we come back to Louise. I did say I, I would probably put him as um, a defensive midfielder. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him at centre back. Certainly. <laughs> well, get yeah. just can't trust him. No. <laughs> Genkov had nothing at all, really. I mean, the game was over after twenty minutes or something, but he was still like taking every chance available to him. Yeah. Every risk in the book he was taking. Yeah. <laughs> it was great to see. Obviously, cause I'm not a Chelsea fan, so I didn't mind. Yeah. Put him behind Torres. Might get him firing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's praying for him, of course, uh, Genk and. Uh, uh, now we move on to Aston Villa West Brom Midlands derby mm. Very great, strange Great win for West Brom But uh, as you say An odd one I thought Hutton Should have been sent off Yeah Another murderous challenge Murderous yeah. It was It was an awful challenge and, and to the point of Roy Hodgson Wasn't very happy after Even after winning the game he looked, he, he, yeah, he looked. <laughs> yeah it was He looked like he had Other things on his mind And his primary concern Was the safety of Shane Long Because mm. he, he didn't Seem to celebrate When the goals were in When the full time When the full time happened He looked like a man With something on his mind And the challenge from Hutton was a, was a real dangerous one. Yeah, you know, yeah. We don't know how long Shane Long's going to be out. I mean, it, have you seen the report on that? I don't know. But, I mean, because the actual sending off itself was bizarre. That Absolutely was very odd bizarre. sending off, wasn't it? I tell you what, Hodgson got really angry and Chris Brunt smashed the penalty wide, didn't he? <laughs> Hodgson was yeah. fuming at that. Chris Brunt's one of the best strikers to born in the Premier League. Well, yeah. Chris, I think it was Chris Strange. Brunt that made the most... Um, uh, goal scoring chances in the Premier League last season. Was it? Yeah. I know. Oh, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? I mean, obviously, they weren't all converted. I'd but back but him to score penalties every day of the yeah. week. I couldn't believe he put it wide. Yeah. That's, he, I mean, that's a ball to the fit. If you're getting in the way of that, because it was oh, low, yeah. it was hard. I was like, <laughs> get in the way of that. <laughs> Behind the goal. Yeah, no, yeah. Your nose taken off. <laughs> so, do, do any of you even have a vague idea of what the referee. Thought he saw with Chris Hurd. I think it was. It was he thought it was a stamp. Was well, the assistant gave? Yeah, him. because yeah. he sort because he stumped. It's after the actual where everyone thinks the penalty was given. I think he was trying to get out of um, the tangle of legs. Yeah, and it did look like a stamp, but. But the it, defender never said anything. No, exactly. The defender just stood up. The defender just stood up and just. Yeah. You know. it, it reminds me a little bit of. Um, I, saw, I read an interview with Pierre Luigi Colina this month in Champions Magazine. It's yeah. the official Champions League magazine, but it is actually quite decent. It's got lots of interesting <laughs> articles in it. Oh, someone's on the payroll. Yeah. No, 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 they've got <laughs> the license. So um. I'm actually not. I'm actually not. But it's, it's a good. Inter- it was a good interview, and he was saying that he. I think one of the questions was something like, "What's the biggest challenge to referees in the modern game?" And he said. One of the biggest challenges is the fact that because there's so many cameras and so much media scrutiny now, the referees are almost refereeing a different game to what you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it's almost completely second nature to, to the viewer to see things five, six times without even thinking about it. Mm. And to the referee and the assistant, it's not like that at all. It's completely different. He's refereeing a completely different game in a completely different set of circumstances. Yeah. So if you look at the, the thing where Hurd got sent off... If you if you flipped it around and saw it from the assistant referee's point of view, where he's behind um, the West Brom player, it it does sort of look like he's whipping his foot away, like he's almost 
he's almost sort of doing something he shouldn't be doing with that foot, and that's yeah. where it came from. I'm not, I'm not justifying the decision because it was a poor one. It's almost an emotional reaction to what you're seeing, rather than your actual brain sort of kicking in. It's the sort of first sort of. It's like that thing you were talking about last week about the the first reaction, and you should sort of go with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of like you're working with inertia, you're working with intent. You're Very quick as weather, well. Yeah. Very quick. And, and when I watch a football match, we consume so much football on the television. You're almost expecting that instant replay to kick in. Yeah. But you don't see it. Yeah. Exactly. That's like when you watch a game at Sunday league level or something you're walking past the park and they're playing mm. you know there's been a goal and you've missed it yeah. instinctively you do think yeah. oh watch oh you can't you yeah. know and also as well I mean you do get to the point where you, you watch a game on TV and you think oh that's a foul and then you, you realise it blatantly isn't the moment yeah. you see it and it's yeah. you know obviously when you, you're down there on the it's, front it's, line, it's difficult I'm sure the same thing happens and the referee's got to trust his assistant 100% mm. otherwise there's no point having him there mm. we happened with Raul Morelos as well against, um, against QPR he just fell over yeah, <laughs> and it was given as a, as a QPR free kick. Lewis was trying to buy penalties when he was yeah, trying to yeah. get up there and get a penalty. You know, he, he would he would have he would have done anything to get a penalty there. He was chucking <laughs> himself around. Yeah. It was amazing to see. It, yeah, he is. Football, yeah. Yeah. He is one for player cam. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah entertaining. Uh, Wolves two, Swansea two. Two quick goals at the end for Wolves. But some of the Wolves fans singing, um, "You don't know what you're doing," to Mick McCarthy, and you're getting sacked in the morning. McCarthy's <laughs> taken them up <laughs> and has has consolidated their position in the Premier League. <laughs> what, I mean, I can't understand the fans doing that. They're idiots. <laughs> yeah. The ones that—it's uh, not all the fans doing it, but the, the yeah, the, of course, of course, the section of those fans who were doing that, and there were quite a lot of them right behind McCarthy as well. Absolutely, yeah. no wonder he was fuming. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a shame that those fans that sort of weren't condoning that weren't going he does know what he's doing <laughs> yeah yeah the ones at the end <laughs> and, then, and then the Wolves fans had the temerity after getting the equaliser to sing to the Swansea fans you're not singing anymore oh my <laughs> you're not oh booing anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable dear, oh dear. Swansea dominated that game by the way yeah. they, 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 Swansea they, looked good didn't they for, for they the did periods. and they, they might go to they might go on to rue that I think I think they've definitely got one of the top pass complete rate in, in the whole Premier League. Oh, they're a nice pass. Yeah. They, they seem to have found their feet a bit more than anybody. They were, they were struggling at the start, but uh, they seem to have kind of got the pace and the rhythm. Do you, do you think Wolves have now? got a real problem with goals? I mean, like Fletcher, they rely on, he's injured. They've only got Doyle, Banks, Blake, and Sam Vokes, really. Yeah. And, and that's not goals, is it? They're not goals yeah. in those. I mean, Stephen Hunt gets the odd one, but yeah, you can't rely on him for mm. crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got O'Hara and Jarvis, of course, but Jarvis yeah. has been sort of off form a little bit. They're all well. players that chip in. I mean, even Fletcher and, and Doyle, really, mm. they don't. I mean, I, I don't really know their stats, yeah. but they. Uh, they're not sort of twenty goal a season oh, strikers. No, no, no. I think I think I think Wolves will stay up. I do. There, I've said it. Mm. Um, right, we just briefly touch on uh, international football. The Northern Ireland job uh, is of course up for grabs, and there's two unlikely uh, contenders that have thrown their hats in the ring for it. Current player manager of Thai Premier League side Moang Thong United, Robbie Fowler. Oh yeah, and Kevin Keegan. Keggy, would we like that? Of course we would. <laughs> would the Northern Irish like that? Of course they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Sven will throw his hat in now as well. No. The only thing I've got to say about that is every day that passes that Kevin Keegan isn't in football <laughs> is a sad day. A baby cries. <laughs> yeah. Can we put a little calendar together? Yeah, we should. We should. That'd be great, wouldn't it? All right. Um, on to the championship. Uh, Blackpool uh, lost at home two one two Nottingham Forest. Forest uh, second game on the bounce. They've won. If that makes sense yeah. <laughs> um, Good start for Steve Cottrell mm. Yeah he's done alright I mean I don't know where he found, where he's found that from <laughs> I mean he was alright was all right at Portsmouth and, and, But towards the end We were playing some pretty turgid stuff So, But Forrest have got some good players As we said before yeah. We always say that They've got decent players Portsmouth there. won without uh, Cottrell 3-1 yeah. at home to Doncaster Rovers yeah. Glamour Did I see uh, Phillips score for uh, Yeah he, he did And also there's a really weird thing Amazing. At the Blackpool game Where um, in one of these sort of empty stands With just two like Zorbs 
<laughs> sitting there just presumably they were part of some sort of pre-match thing but it yeah. seems a weird place to leave them <laughs> yeah just in the stand <laughs> you know what I've been reminded um, unless someone was in them <laughs> yeah, did you see uh, Newcastle Wigan the, the highlights there? Did you see there was quite obviously a blown up condom floating around? Yeah, there was. Yeah, did you see that? sexy football markers, really? <laughs> but safe, yeah. <laughs> safe sexy football. Yeah, <laughs> that's so Alan Pardew, isn't it? When you've yeah. got <laughs> penetrating passes, yeah. um, you've got a man as good looking as Kabai. I yeah. mean, come on, yeah, what a win that was! But we've oh, gone on for the Premier League, people can't talk about it. You brought it up, knobber, <laughs> and I am a knobber. <laughs> Middlesbrough, oh, that hurts, doesn't it? Going to another team in the northeast. <laughs> They beat Derby 2-0 uh, Derby gave 15-year-old um, Mason Bennett his debut Hit the yeah. bar as well They mm. beat a child Well <laughs> done <laughs> yeah. right. Are you I proud of yourselves, Borough? <laughs> <laughs> disgrace um, uh, Yeah, he's on half-term this week So back with the under-18s Yeah, yeah we're, we're not with the first <laughs> team um, Imagine so if he scored I'm on half-term He <laughs> <laughs> hit the bar actually, I think He, he, he almost did. scored I that. Yeah. It oh, was, To be fair, you know It, it was Nearly an open goal though Wasn't it So no future that boy No <laughs> right. Right. Give now. it up um, Now we go all the way down To the Southern League Which is one below The Conference South As Gosport Borough Go on the Borough Yeah Local team There you go They've given a debut To a 45 year old Yeah Steve Claridge Great stuff <laughs> Great stuff <laughs> Cannot stay away He's come out of retirement And he scored the winner In the FA Trophy Beating Scholing uh, I saw the quotes so, Yeah Scholing He looked heavy Down at Privet Park You say that I saw the quotes of Claridge After the game And he said um, Yeah you know Do the voice um, I'm not pr- Oh I can't remember that. Uh, do the voice. I'm not that fit at the moment, but I've been doing uh, double sessions. So uh, <laughs> you're 45, Steve. You are 45 and years old. And he's getting the goal. Double yeah. sessions. Some people have compared me to uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, but I don't really know what that means. <laughs> uh, right then, France, 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 <laughs> France. Where France. the naked ladies dance. They yeah. are. Oh, they still are. Are they? Mm, um, apparently so. Big spending Paris Saint Germain atop with a two 0 mm. win. Mm. Doing a city, it's happening everywhere. Yeah, yeah it is indeed. But also, uh, Lille beat uh, Lyon three one. Joe Cole came on uh, after an hour, and it was one all. Made an instant impact, mm. and th- and they won three one. He scored the third with uh, seven minutes left. Ran to the crowd. There was a big Union Jack, and he sort of waved it around. He had to bit. run right across the athletic. Uh, yeah. pitch I love that. that crowd, but it it took ages. I'm I know. Get back up. You're gonna get yellow. All the teams are gonna get yellow because they all ran after him. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. Happened. Do you reckon yeah. he was going? Come on, lads! They can't book us all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, um, I, I think it's cool. The, the old running track. Loads of people complaining about it in the Olympic Stadium. It well, kills I think the it atmosphere. Looks really good. It kills. Yeah, it looks all right. But it could seem pretty looks, good there. It says to me, early 90s Italian football. Exactly, and that's good. <laughs> yeah, it is good. But um, <laughs> Musa Sal scored an, uh, just an absolutely superb. Uh, so I think it's Musa Sal. Oh, the back heel. Musa Sal, yeah, he's got a back heel for the first uh, first goal for Leo. It's absolutely superb. Well, Slow yeah, Loris dropped it. Slow Loris. Slow Loris. Joe Cole tried to do a post match interview in French. Uh, he said, uh, Bon match pour, uh, my team, mon équipe et. I'm very happy. <laughs> Kevin pa- Kelly Pavey esque. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that he's having a go, though. Yeah. Yeah, I do as well. I'm having a go. Yeah. I could do that. I did one year of French. Yeah, you well, could do more than him. Je regarde la flag. He's been there. He hasn't even been there. All joking aside, Pete, you don't possess the ability to play for Lille. <laughs> did, did Joe Cole put he any blows. tackles in, though? That's what I want to know. Did he put any tackles in? Yeah, if not, what's he doing there? In. At one point, <laughs> did he teach those what frogs how to play? What's his work rate like? <laughs> At one point, oh, all they do is eat snails' legs and die. Snails' legs. <laughs> Brilliant. Can we go to Syria, you bastards? Right. All right. Um, 
Inter have won a game, Pete. I told you they man. would sooner or later. It was against Kieva or the Flying Donkeys, as uh, many people call them. Thiago Motta scored. Good player, Thiago Motta. Yeah, he is. Inter, Inter won a game, as you said, every no brings you closer to a yes, doesn't it? <laughs> it's going to happen sooner or later. <laughs> there you go. Whereas uh, Milan came back from 3 0 down away at Lecce to win 4 3 with Kevin Prince Boadan getting a hat trick. Oh, it was superb. He came it? off the bench to score a hat trick, didn't he? The first two. Textbook Left and right foot Yeah, yeah. You did Beautiful strikes Brutish It was in about Brutish. 15 minutes as well Wasn't it He scored his hat-trick Yeah did you and, um, I looked yeah, at the stats on that Coming off the bench And scoring a hat-trick Yeah I mean it's his third start of the season I looked into it And um, yeah I wonder if they're going to Sort of do a Gareth Bale On him in Italy Because he scored in the Champions League As well And he scored a really good goal there hmm. um, He's a great player He's a great player, player. Yeah. You know, He's a really good player yeah. I think And the 35 year old Colombian defender Mario Yepes Got the winner Ah oh, but Yepes It's a header wasn't it, it Winner was yeah. Header, yeah, yeah. yeah Also in Italy uh, Juventus said This is the last season That Alessandro Del Piero Will be at the club Yeah it's kind of sad though Isn't it Because Del Piero Said he wants to stay on And they're sort of like well, uh, It's not that he's retiring Is it It's Juventus saying This is yeah, his no, last that's season right, yeah, Wasn't it announced In a really weird way It was just like a press conference And they just started mm. No it was a shareholders meeting Oh right okay And Yelly said To the shareholders Oh it's Because he signed the rolling contract extension yeah, yeah 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 I'd have quite fancied him to stay there to the end of um, 2012-2013 I know it's not up to me but uh, he's been at the old lady since 93 so 20 years yeah. two yeah. testimonials well, the, um, <laughs> that's class and QPR interested <laughs> just one really session. long QPR one QPR interested Blackburn yeah, yeah. all the rest of it Leicester, Leicester. No, no, not now <laughs> not now no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sven's yeah. going to sign him now and just wait till he joins another club yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent right uh, let's go to La Liga where Ronaldo got another hat trick and Madrid are second they beat Malaga 4-0 Away. His mm. third goal was an absolute delight. Yes. It was. It was Zlatan esque. Balletic. It was balletic, yeah, yeah. Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's uh, interesting that Malaga got such a spanking as well because they're new money as well, aren't they? They yeah. got beat by Levant 3 0. As yeah. well, they're having a merit at the moment. Let's talk about the big team in La Liga, Marcus. Levante. Levante, yeah. yeah. They are top. They're 3 0 away when at Villarreal. Unbeaten. Yeah, they are. <laughs> One thing I don't like about it, and if they're listening, they can sort this out. Uh, Striker Kone, we're in number two. Mm. Not having that. No, no, no. At least it's a low number. It's, it's working like for them, isn't it? In a yeah. way, that's undone all their hard work. It has. The great <laughs> no, thing, no, I think, it's responsible for it because that's how football works. Isn't what, it? Defending from the front. Yeah, Kone's um, playing great for Levante, from what I've seen. And the great stat is he played for Sevilla. He's on loan from Sevilla still, oh, yeah. and he scored uh, one league goal in three seasons. We should stop wearing number two. He's loving it now, though. Levante, he can't believe his luck. There you go. They've only <laughs> conceded three goals in eight games. They've, be- they've, they've beaten the likes of Real Madrid, Malaga, and uh, and Betis. Can they last? A Distance. Of course they can. Yes. You know, over at, uh, champs. Bookies are paying out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over at Valencia, uh, Canales is out for six months. Oh, oh no. that's huge. Mm, that's awful to see, actually. Bad, bad news. Uh, Barcelona couldn't beat Sevilla. Uh, it's over. It was, it the was, bubbles <laughs> burst. It was nil-nil, Jimbo. Javier Vargas in goal for Sevilla. The game of his life. Yeah. Which included, of course, a penalty save in, in the dying seconds. Messi was the taker. Is it bad that now when I see that Barcelona didn't score in a game, I automatically assume the keepers had the game of his life? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> but he chance. did, though. He was excellent. It was a poor penalty from Messi, in my mm. opinion. Was well, there was a long, big old take route, away from the wasn't keeper, there, yeah. beforehand. He had to wait about five minutes to well, take it. Canuto with a bit of gamesmanship, out. kicking the ball off the spot. Yeah, he also <laughs> accused Cesc Fabregas of calling him a terrorist afterwards. Did there's really? a, big, a big old ruck there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Canuto, it Canuto was, was sent off um, himself. Uh, so yeah, Messi, not the best player in the world anymore. No, he won't well, be Ronaldo again. Ronaldo got a hat trick, didn't he? Yes. Messi didn't, so it's him now. Uh, and, Messi... and Ronaldo did a sexy dance. 
Oh, you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Thro- thrusting. Messi didn't even have cause to dance. No. <laughs> <laughs> Messi said recently that he couldn't compare himself to Pele as he, as he didn't see him play. I mean, this is, of course, what we're all wanting to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Pele responded to this by saying he would send uh, Messi the documentary about himself. He said, if he didn't really see me, I'll do what I once with, uh, did with Diego Maradona. I'll send him the video, Pele Eterno, and then he will. It's very quick on the draw, Pele. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Every time like he's got nothing on, it's almost like he's got a Google search of Pele. Do you know what's, <laughs> e- do you know what's even better? Right, There's, that's a, a silly little thing that's going on. It, nobody, it, it shouldn't matter. Romario's waded in. He's, he's a politician. It's his duty. <laughs> he said, if Messi sees that video, he'll probably learn some things. <laughs> <laughs> what? what is this? And then he said, uh, Messi has all the conditions. About condition- montages. <laughs> yeah. Messi's all the conditions to be the best one day, but he first he has to overcome Maradona, Romario, and then eventually Pelé. Romario himself. himself in- Maradona. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Daddy wants a slice of this action. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go to Ghana, boys? Is that all right? You go never on. have to ask. Good. Uh, the Ghana and FA have banned seven referees for poor officiating. Evasive action um, A statement from the uh, Ghana FA Said that one referee has been given a ban Until the end of the first half of the season For wrongfully awarding two penalties To a magnificent team name here Ebusua Dwarves In their <laughs> yeah. game against Betchum United uh, Maybe he felt sorry for the Dwarves I don't know I, I saw this story and uh, Betchum United Betchum United <laughs> three, three of them I mean, It lists all the things they've done wrong the referees yeah, yeah. And, and the length of suspensions yes. And then at the end it just goes And three refs were suspended for suspicious decisions Yeah that's it yeah You've got you've got one referee was thirteen week banned for making controversial decisions, whereas two referees were banned for four weeks for making suspicious decisions. You can imagine the the, uh, the sort of uh, the the appeal and the sort of investigation. Would you say it was controversial or more suspicious? <laughs> Definitely suspicious. All right, suspicious. Well, either way, it's a ban. Yeah. yeah. My, well, there, there's um, uh, quite a big difference in, in the ban: thirteen weeks and four weeks. You do the math. Good. <laughs> um, can't figure out which one it is. Colin Aloysius, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, my favourite one though is, is referee Vincent Atua who earned uh, a four-week ban for his failure to keep pace with the game, um, which resulted in him uh, his inability not to award a penalty. Basically, he's unfit. Alan Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't keep up with play. Apparently, there was a penalty that should have been given, but he just wasn't there to give it. I was looking. I was watching. Uh, I was watching the, the telly on the weekend, watching the football, and, and I was looking at Steve Brooks. Now he's fifty. Ian Wright's forty-eight, right? Now they have two of the most vastly different um, body types. Oh yeah, yeah. How much eating has Steve Bruce done? Gary Lineker in fifteen years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Steve, Isn't that weird? Steve that Bruce swears on the touchline all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like players and managers doing it quite a bit, but Bruce, surprisingly, is re- really bad for it. He, does he it says, constantly. calm the F down. Yeah. He, at the end of that match, at the way yeah. he can, calm the F down. What's well, wrong for swearing? That's going to. Ironic. It's <laughs> <laughs> one for the Ghanaian FA to investigate. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for Going for Gold. Going for Going for Gold. Gold. Going for gold. You can feel the tension already. I need already. to capitalise. <laughs> I need to capitalise. Yeah, you need to bring that momentum into this week's one. Do you want to recap last week? The most monumental performance in the Going for Gold history? No, well, it was after... Well, you needed something, Luke, to be fair. And I pulled it out when it mattered. And it was more my uh, defensive deficiencies, I think. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Chadwick. <clears throat> First clue, gentlemen. <clears throat> I started my career at Leak Town. Stop. Shut the... Shut the Steve Bruce up. Anyone Welsh? Roy Keane. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the I... first person I thought of. It says more about me than anyone else. <laughs> My middle name is Abraham. My second uh, team were Port Vale. 
I was signed by Steve Koppel in 1986. God. I earned the Golden Boot in 1987 Stop. in the second division. Marco Gabbiadini. No. Oh, Marco Gabbiadini. Good shout. I like that. I just, <laughs> like, that. I just like hearing the word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the Owls' highest ever scorer Stop. in the penalty in Premier oh, League. God. David Hurst. No. <sighs> Stop. Mark Bright. Mark Bright. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, you let that one go. Damn. I elbowed Andy Linnigan in the nose, breaking it in an FA Cup final. Uh, I married Michelle Gill, who is the fittest woman in the known universe. Uh, <laughs> I am now on the telly a bit too much. Yeah, definitely Mark Bright. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good work, Mark. 92 goals and 227 matches for oh, Palace. David Hurst, that's going to haunt me. Silly, silly boy. Silly. Just when any, ever, ever anyone says Sheffield Wednesday, I always think David Hurst. Same. And then Benito Carbone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was last pretty, I'm pretty sure he didn't start a leaked town, so I'm going to say him. <laughs> Shall we have some emails? Thank you for uh, for your email, lady. Let's yeah. have some emails. Let's have some emails. Jimbo, what have you got, got for a, us, big boy? W- well, it's an email. Okay. As is tradition in this Read section of the show. The bugger out. Hey, Ramblers. Uh, on May 1st, 2011, Aaron Ramsey scored the only goal in a 1 0 win over Manchester United. The next day, Osama bin Laden was killed. <laughs> on October 19th, 2011, Aaron Ramsey scored the only goal in a 1 0 win over Marseille. The next day, Colonel Gaddafi was killed. Who will be his next victim? <laughs> that is uh, from Alex Penny. It's a, it's a good spot. Yeah. Pretty odd. I mean, I wonder who's got his eye on. Set, I, set a plot, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> could be coincidental, that. Pete, yeah. what have you got for it us? It could be coincidental. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's which, hope so. Am I doing this or this one, Marcus? You're doing the bottom There we go. I this. pointed at it earlier. Oh, oh well, you know. We're up to our armpits in the emails here. This is from Nick Feather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Dear Ramblers, <laughs> having listened to your show all season now, I've not heard much mentioned about League Two other than Paolo Di Canio's Swindon Town, who, by the way, my beloved Bradford City are playing on Saturday. Anyway, I thought you might like to know one of the stupid things the gentle idiot behind me said during the game against Northampton Town. The game, as usual, wasn't going very well for us, <laughs> and we were losing 1-0. During a mad piece of defending, our left-back squared the ball back across our own goal to the keeper, which he duly missed and had to chase it across our open goal. In response to this, <laughs> the gentle idiot behind me said Talk about self-inflicted suicide <laughs> <laughs> nice. How could that be anything else He no, says Just thought right I'd drop you a line Keep the good work Cheers for that And a slight on Marcus For not putting uh, League 2 in the running order Yeah <laughs> That's a beauty Next week there'll definitely be Loads of League 2 to go around And SPL Right then Do you know what time it is? It's profile time That's what time it is <laughs> Um, Unnecessarily <laughs> Sorry yeah I'm sure a bit sure. carried away Because we've got a Brazilian legend uh, In our hands His name is Leonidas da Silva Silence <laughs> I know, know who he is Of course you know who everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah. is um, uh, But if you don't then come with me uh, For a journey through the man's life He was arguably the first Brazilian footballer To get worldwide popularity and fame. But before we go any further, <laughs> we need to point out that he was born on the 6th of September 1913. 54 years before the summer of love. Great maths. Instant maths. Yeah. <laughs> Same year as me granddad. Oh, oh, how about go. that? Yeah. So. What year was that? Sorry? 1913. Mm. Quite a way before the Second World War. Just, te- just checking your granddad's not a coward. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Uh, yeah, as I say. Um, the first Brazilian um, superstar, one could argue. Um, also, due to his incredibly flamboyant style of play and his skills and, and tricks, uh, was one of the early players in Brazilian football history to give the Brazilians the reputation of, of their kind of what we now call the samba style. Yeah. The sort mm. of party kind of 
uh, like playing that, that we all know and love them for, which have, perhaps they've been lacking in, in recent years. Um, now, uh, he played for a couple of local amateur teams to begin with. Now, records are obviously quite hard to find for anybody back then, especially Brazilian players. You have to remember that they were light years away from a national football league. I mean, oh, it was yeah. in the 70s, wasn't it? It was very late on. And then this is a huge culture. I've read, um, and I know Jim's read this as well, the Alex Bellos book about Brazilian mm. football. Yeah. And one, thing, one of the things he says is that how in Brazil they put a lot more credence in the spoken word in storytelling they do actually in writing things down mm. so when it gets back to this sort of era it's very difficult to get those records mm. well I think basically he, he joined as I say a few local sides and just scored a lot of goals mm. for them and, and just turned we'll give heads. him that we'll give yeah, him that exactly um, so a bit like Romario <laughs> yeah I, um, well he I think well, no, because I looked into this. Uh, he had a better than like goal a game average for five of the clubs he played for, and yeah. also for the national team, which yeah. is really something. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, now, one of his uh, earliest clubs was Bon Successo, who were a Rio de Janeiro-based side. Now, he can you he, say that again? Bon Successo. I just like the way it sounds. Bon, <laughs> bon Successo. I mean, you would say it slightly differently in Portuguese, but. Uh, I'm not going to even bother trying <laughs> because of. Where's uh, Andy Brussel when you need him? Right? <laughs> there you go. Um, he was only 18, I think, when, when he joined them. Uh, very young indeed. He'd already been turning heads with, with performances, hence he got the move there. And as I say, they were a bit a bigger side. than They were a bit more than a, a local amateur side. They mm. were uh, would often challenge with some of the big clubs there. And he was scoring a lot of goals, a lot of them quite spectacular. And uh, by the time he was 18, he was pretty well known, hence the move. I find it interesting, we just touched on it earlier, about the sort of no, no sort of national league and the no mm. re- sort of re- regimented system, is that... Um, up until quite late on, the Brazilian FA, when they're making putting the national team together, so they just say to the big clubs from around Brazil, I'll oh, just send us like two of your best players. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Just send them up. It's the shit. And we'll put a squad <laughs> together on that. But it's a huge country. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking about sort of 1920s, 1930s Brazil. Yeah. You don't have the, um, perhaps the transport links yeah. and the, the knowledge of what's going on in other leagues and with other teams, you know. But, but he managed to kind of rise above that and people got to know him. It's worth noting that by the time they actually had a proper professional official league, they'd already won the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sim- England's the same, isn't it? Mm. No, not, not quite. Um, we invented that. In England, we wouldn't have it. If it was like an Englishman running that over there, we're not having this. No, <laughs> it's not proper. Well, we we were. We did do that. We filled in the full of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Now, he's considered to be the man who perfected and took the bicycle kick to the masses. Was it Doug Ellis that invented it? I, yeah. <laughs> Douglas made that Trained up. I don't yeah. think so. I think it was another Brazilian. Although there was talk. Unless Douglas is a is secret a Brazilian. Brazilian. Yeah. yeah. There was a guy, um, Silvio uh, Piola, who played for Provincelli. There was talk mm. of him, early um, bicycle kicks from that man. I mean, but, it's, it's just a kick, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> Invent is I could a pretty saying, I think term. He's what Michael Jackson is to the moonwalk, Leonid- Leonidas is to the bicycle kick. Mm. David Luiz now. <laughs> that's true, that's true. He was uh, he was a very pacey player. Um, had incredible technique, really unorthodox technique, I suppose you'd say. His body seemed to move in ways which no one had seen before, and I don't think nobody or not many have seen since. This is why he <laughs> got the nickname of Orman uh, Bochacha. The Rubber Man. Good, nice. <laughs> good nickname. <laughs> like a superhero. Yeah. We don't put enough. Like importance in nicknames in Britain. <laughs> we don't. We really don't. JT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's why I like <laughs> Chicharito. Yeah. We yeah. surname me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, he became known playing for Bon Successo uh, as an 18 year old uh, playing in Rio de Janeiro in the early 30s now as we said Brazil didn't have a national championship then they had regional ones and there was um, a handful of big clubs who would dominate these things and in the Brazilian state team championship which is now a defunct tournament it was often a team from Rio usually Bon Successo against Sao Paulo in the final so Rio versus Sao Paulo and this was uh, keenly contested They the, the seven of the previous competitions eight finals were played against these two so uh, Sao Paulo came to town they were led by the great Arthur Freudenreich who was uh, the country's first outstanding black player nicknamed the Tiger and Bon Successu's star player was Nilo at the time and he was ruled out before the final so Sao Paulo were favourites however the fans they knew all about their, their new teenage sensation uh, Leonidas and started chanting for the 18 year old before rubber man rubber man <laughs> rubber man rubber man which rubber, is incredible just giving you a bit of atmosphere rubber man that's, rubber man rubber man that's rubber what happened man. at Newcastle at the weekend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how that ended up on the pitch <laughs> yeah. true Leon- Leonidas put in a match winning performance uh, with two goals and and uh, celebrated with his teammates and, and fair to say he erased them oh good, <laughs> good. Um, uh, you thought that was better than Jim did Jim got annoyed uh, Jim would do because he yeah. never thought of it himself he made, <laughs> he made them look like trees Rubber trees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 that is the real humour. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Friedenreich, the uh, the guy who was, I said, um, Brazil's first outstanding black player. It's a terrifying name. Yeah. He um, <laughs> he uh, came up to uh, Leonidas after the game and sort of shook hands with him and, and, and congratulated him. It was seen as a very significant moment, as many saw it as the great man passing the baton on to the next superstar. Because Leonidas himself was, was a black guy. Um, so, real importance on that moment mm. for, for the Brazilians a year later uh, Leonidas scored two goals for Brazil away in Uruguay in a 2-1 win um, in Montevideo which uh, was a huge result because Uruguay I mean oh, okay, they're a good side now but they were a particularly good side back well then. Beat then on the yeah. back of that he was signed by Penarol Nice. Just stayed, I think. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, stayed there. Liked it and, uh, <laughs> and went there. So um, he was there for a season and uh, he went back to Brazil after that playing for three of the country's biggest teams Vasco, Botafogo and then Flamengo. Uh, he played at the 90, 1934 World Cup, but it was at the 1938 World Cup where he gained fame on the international stage. Um, now, you didn't have group stages in 1938. It was just straight to knockout football. Kind of like the Cup Winners' Cup. There's no time for mm. mucking around. <laughs> there is no, a, there's no a war on around. <laughs> yeah, get yeah. your game face off. There's no time for mucking around. It took us 12 weeks to get in. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that if yeah. you travelled weeks. Yeah. yeah. Played one match and went. You see it two in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. for God's uh, sake. Let's just finish the game. We've all got to go and get treated for scurvy. Let's just get <laughs> yeah. on with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um, That match uh, Their first game They won 6-5 After extra time Against Poland Leonidas scored a hat-trick Including the winning goal There was re- reports At one point In the second half He took his boots off And just threw them Off the pitch And wanted to play on With just bare feet <laughs> Some people suggest That he scored the winning goal Without his boots on But I'm not sure I choose sure. to believe it Yeah mm. Okay well, we'll go with that then But uh, the European journalist Could not get enough of this This football He earned the nickname The Black Diamond While he was over there And uh, journalist Raymond Thumagum said whether he's on the ground or in the air that rubber man has a diabolical gift for bringing the ball (laughs) under control and unleashing thunderous shots when least expected when Leonidas scores a goal it all feels like a dream wow (laughs) that is diabolical that's Stuart Hall yeah that's right he was definitely in his pond back then yeah in the 30s Um, unfortunately not unfortunately they got to the semi-final but unfortunately Leonidas was injured for that game and he had no boots on (laughs) that's why he had blisters probably (laughs) that's right 
he stubbed his toe insisted on doing everything as a bicycle kick I can't play boss smacking his head I'll tell you flip flops off then yeah. Um, they played world champions Italy and they lost 2-1 but he was back for the third place match and got two and a 4-2 win seven goals in four games was enough um, to, to get him the nickname from the European journalist the Black Diamond of course and get the golden shoe oh, that's what you want so he left with which he didn't wear <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. the golden flip flop yeah. um, now at the same time uh, the Brazilian players, of course, that there were some black players, some white players, and uh, and some mixed race players in there. But apparently, on the on the um, on the on the ship over there to Europe, um, th- they were segregated from some of the people, and 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 Leonidas hated this. Mad. Um, and there is, there is a little report that uh, when he, they were playing in uh, a match later on, um, when they returned from Brazil. I think it might have been against the American national team. Again, he was what he perceived as, as racism from the opponents, um, which he, of course, hated, and, and, and so he should. He um, he got his old boy out. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 did, did him the old Don Hutchinson, did he? <laughs> he exposed, and uh, there was a, a police escort uh, to get him away for, for safety. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't happy about that, though. Um, <laughs> in 1941, he was jailed for eight months, um, having uh, forged a certificate which uh, got him out of uh, military service. Yeah. So, uh, but, he, but he got back into football after that, which was good, and it's, uh, his popularity didn't seem to wane uh, on, on such That's a good. thing. Uh, he then went to play for Flamengo, where, according to Flamengo's um, website, which we will take as uh, gospel, he played 149 games and scored 153 goals. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which we like to see. Now, he was the first um, Brazilian football t- footballer to endorse a product. A chocolate bar named Diamante Negro, which of course means the Black Diamond, and it's still very popular in Brazil to this day. Cracking! According to a Brazilian friend of mine, I was asking her about it, and she just, um, "You've nothing like that in the UK." No. <laughs> well, Le- Lineker doing Walker's crisps. <laughs> no, it was in the, the chocolate bar oh, itself. Okay, yeah. Was it delicious? As in the product. You yeah. are in Brazil. Do send us some over. Joel Richards. He goes out there. A He's lot. in Buenos Aires. He lives there. Oh, it's all the same, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> Rupert Fryer. Next time you go to Brazil, if you go there, send us some of that. Yeah. Um, or Tashira, he listens to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Romario, if you're not busy, <laughs> I'm a massive fan of cocaine. Send us over. <laughs> <laughs> um, after playing football, he, he finished the course, and then he had a few coaching jobs. Became a radio commentator for about 20 years. Sadly, he got um, Alzheimer's disease and eventually died in 2004. But his is a lasting legacy. His style of play and popularity helped with racial integration in Brazil and the way the Brazilians went on to play the game. Of course. Um, one could also argue that he pioneered the, the, the kind of the legacy of the fantastically entertaining Brazilian forward, mm. very dynamic and, and scoring a lot of goals. And he greatly influenced his Flamengo teammate Thomas uh, Soares da Silva, who in turn had a great influence on Pele himself. Great stuff. So then, there's a little bit of stuff there to be passed and down. He earned, and he owned a furniture shop as well. He did own a furniture shop. He's got and his own chocolate bar. Uh, my guy was that overhead kicks are easier to do in a recliner. <laughs> yeah, he could still do them later on in life. Mm. Put the cushions down. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave the last words to journalist Jerry Weinstein, who said he was as fast as a greyhound, as agile as a cat, and seemed not to be made of flesh and bones at all, but entirely of rubber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come in, ladies, the rubber man. Here he comes. Well, kids, that's the end of the Football Ramble this week. If you'd like to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. And, of course, if you want to get your mitts on PES 2012, 
then email in at that address and answer the opening question from the show, which was, what job would you like to see Sven in now that he is no longer in football mm. management? And do remember to keep them short, because that gives you a better chance. And yeah. specify which console you would like the game for. Cause, um, yeah, because I mean, we're out, we are uh, throughout the month of October, sponsored by PES 2012. Forever evolving, forever football, forever Pro Evo. Just forever. Visit, uh, visit facebook.com forward slash PES for more on that. All right. Jimbo, what's happening at the website? Thefootballramble.com, oh, I think it's called. All kinds of balls. Uh, this week on our <laughs> bit of the internet, there are blogs on the rise of Man City from uh, Chris Mann. Look at Bill Bowers, Ike Muniain from Dermot Corrigan, and the start of a new series called Retro Ramble where Andy Brathel of all people looks back at a classic match this time it's uh, AC Milan larruping Real Madrid 5-0 in the European Cup in 1989 and alongside that there's Pick Lives there's the Dean Windass Hall of Fame there's our lovely shop if you're feeling a bit cold and you need a shirt it's getting colder isn't it and of course there is the <laughs> forum yeah there's a great thread in the forum at the moment about um, some people well forum users trying to get other forum users to sign up to volunteer to no longer support their football team but just support Balotelli <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how he's getting on I'm loving a bit of retro ramble that's great mm. stuff yeah. And, and let's not forget the uh, you can buy the Mario Balotelli uh, shirts. Yeah, there's there. um, Why Always Me t-shirts. There's Super Mario t-shirts. There's other t-shirts as well. If perhaps you're a Man United fan, you're not. A <laughs> um, or if you know a Man United fan who you hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, there we go. I think that's it, isn't it, Jimbo? Yep. Good. Then say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye, yeah. Pete. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, the end. Yes! Take it, take it, take it! Matt Mario! Say that, Johnny Evans! Take it, take it! 3 0 in the swamp! It's a stuff of dreams! Ah, oh, look at his sad chops! Look at his sad chops! Yeah! Embarrassing! 5-1! That's it! I'm down all day long! Take it out, Bobby Charlton! Take it! Oh, please! 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 Yes! Six! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.